And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we move into a Wednesday. Gary, good morning. How are you? Doing good. Can't complain. Lots. Well, I can complain. In fact, I'll spend the next five hours complaining. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There will be. I come from a long line of complainers. Exactly. Uh, and uh, we'll be doing a lot of that this morning as we cover uh, anti-McCarthyism and everything else. <laughs> hey, be- before we get to anything else, let me pl- I've got one audio cut to play. All right. Just because uh, this was uh, day one of Corrine Jean-Pierre. So is she going to stay? Re- remember, there was talk that she would be going come this year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see it. And... Uh, the question was asked day one. Are you ready? Here's a question. Here we go. Here we go. All right. And another topic with the new uh, Republican majority coming in. The House Oversight Committee is laying out their new investigations, and they claim to have evidence that Joe Biden lied to the American people about his involvement in his family's business schemes. Did he? So, look, um, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, House Republicans promised that fighting inflation during the... There you go. All right. Yeah. She she goes on for the next minute and a half talking about what the Republicans said they were going to do, and and uh, again the the American people aren't going to accept that. Nope. They're going because the no. question is that's the one. This is the one problem that they have. Americans don't like it when uh, you don't legally pay your taxes mm-hmm. when you evade taxes. Mm-hmm. Not not when you. Not when you do your taxes legally. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Democrats that may be upset about that because Democrats are like, well, no, uh, if you're the opposition, you should voluntarily pay taxes and not take all the deductions. But if you're a Democrat, you should take all your deductions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you evade taxes illegally. Americans have no sympathy for you whatsoever uh, on that. And the other thing that they don't like is influence peddling. And and they can't. So she can't even address it. And the greatest thing is the the I wish everybody could see the video of it, because it's like she started out the new year and it's like she's going through the pages even faster now. 
as the question's being asked. She has no answer for it. It's become a tick now. She's not even looking for It's like, here's the here's the question. Let me just go through. What am I looking at? I bet you the, the pages, the book of answers may be blank because she wasn't going to answer the question. <laughs> she had no intention of asking the question or answering the question. And so the question's being asked, and she hears, and she's just going through the pages. Yeah, um, it's, uh, first of all, still early in the year. Maybe she will be leaving. I, I don't know. I don't know what uh, would be, I don't know what would be worse. I don't know. First of all, I don't know if anybody could be worse at their job than she is, especially that job. Um, but then again, I guess we'll wait and see. Who the next person is, uh, I, it's, it's cluelessness and they're obviously going to dodge all these questions about this topic. They're, they're, they're just not going to answer any of these questions about these, this topic. But if the Republicans can find a speaker and they can get their committees together, <laughs> maybe, maybe they can start asking questions and that's where uh, hopefully the truth will come out. These are, you know, the things that you look forward to over the next two years. Um, the clock is ticking and the first day has been wasted. Uh, at least they haven't found a speaker. Um, but they obviously want to get to that as soon as possible. And that's the well, only time you're going to hear well, any questions I don't know. answered, you know? It seems like some don't want to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the show today, Twitter exaggerated Russian influence to appease the media and Democrats. Uh, uh, that's, you know, that came out yesterday. Musk says the U.S. government demanded Twitter suspend 250,000 accounts. Ooh, remember when, well, the U.S. government's not involved in it. Remember, this was only the DNC and the mm-hmm. Biden campaign. Yeah. And then blah, 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 blah. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, Adam Schiff demanded accounts be deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, also coming up, 1.2 million illegal uh, immigrant criminals. That's illegal immigrant criminals. 1.2 million remain in the United States, even though they have deportation orders, because the Democrats want that. Mm -hmm. By design. By design. That is what sanctuary cities and sanctuary states do. They protect the illegal. We're not talking now illegal immigrants. We're not talking about, and this is where their whole argument falls apart, well, this is just about uh, legit, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, visas because what do they call it when you? Um, oh, I got mind blank here. Uh, when you want to come in because you're being oppressed from another country, I can't think of the, what that term is called. Uh, but and you can't either at the moment. Yeah, not sanctuary, but I mean, you're looking for sanctuary, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, th- this is illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. That have committed criminal acts. Right. That deportation orders are against them. Right. And the Democrats want them to stay in the United States. Right. I'd like any Democrat to tell us why they are in favor of that policy, because that's exactly what sanctuary cities do. That's what sanctuary cities are set up to do, not cooperate with the federal government, with illegal immigrant criminals. The Democratic Party of the United States that many of you still vote for mm-hmm. because Democrats listen to the show just so people know, okay, that you vote for believe 
that the freedom of illegal immigrant immigrant criminals in the United States and we don't mean we don't mean they're criminals because they're illegal immigrants we're no, talking no. about because they have committed crimes in the United States outside of being illegally in this country the democrats want them their policy is for them to stay in the United States. Democrats, can you answer why you support something like that? You were that, thinking of a, asylum. Those asylum, asylum. Yeah, thank you very asylum, much. The, yeah, thank the you. president there. pointing that out um, in before he was president, uh, saying that anybody seeking asylum, basically what they were doing is sending the message that all you have to do is claim you're seeking asylum. Right, and then you're in the country. And you're in. Right. Uh, and then the next thing is when you, when once you're in, okay, all right, uh, let's uh, let's uh, find a way uh, to uh, legitimize you being here mm-hmm. in the, the 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 country. Or the fact is, once you get in here, you can stay. And will we ever find you? Right. Uh, well, I mean, will will we yep. ever look for you? Uh, manufacturing contracts really bad in November. We'll get to uh, that. Uh, this is really interesting. Sanctuary, the sanctuary state of Colorado begins busing migrants to New York. Yeah, you want a liberal circular firing squad? Well, we want to protect all illegal immigrants, and we want to protect illegal immigrant criminals until they actually come to our state, and then we want them out. Let's send them to another sanctuary state, another sanctuary city, because we only claim we want. Is that it, Democrats? Is is that what's going on? Is this just a big fake that this well, is just virtue signaling? That's a, you know. There, here's the question: Did you expect that the numbers would be so great? Because eventually, you were going to get to the point that blue cities were going to be overrun. Yep, and we're at that point now. Uh, the, uh, the judge issues a gag order in the Idaho uh, uh, murder uh, uh, case. Damar Hamlin is uh, uh, showing signs of improvement. That's that's really good. Yesterday, and it seems like. You know, the the uh, I guess the consensus of most doctors, even though the hospital has because that came from his uncle, the hospital has not yet given a a uh, a a complete medical update on it. And they believe it's a, a case where and and these cases are extremely rare, by the way, where if your heart is on a particular beat, particular cycle of the beat and you get hit and it can be a millisecond. It's just a millisecond of the the actual um I guess, ebb and flow of the heart. Mm -hmm, The rhythm. Mm -hmm. The rhythm of the heart. And if it hits it, boom, your heart will stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what they, that's what I I saw most of the doctor. Well, I, every doctor, in fact, Mm -hmm. that I saw yesterday on any, uh, on any network, Mm -hmm. that's what they're, what, what they suspect it was. So, uh, uh, that coming up. And then, um, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, we talked about it last year. We talked about it a little bit, uh, uh, you know, uh, yesterday, the whole speaker thing. And how ridiculous it is. And, you know, whether I was reading the Wall Street Journal, National Review, a ton of different conservative publications out there, they're saying, what are you fighting over? You've got, you've got Republicans voting for Jim Jordan. He doesn't want to be Speaker of the House. Jim, no. jo- Jim Jordan, Jim, no. you've, you've got what? Uh, how many voted for him? I, I don't know out of the, out of the 19, I forgot how many it was. It was mm-hmm. the, it was a majority voted mm-hmm. for Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want it. Right. Scalise doesn't want it. Right. There is nobody else that can get 10 votes. Well, I mean, what do you what are you fighting? What are you fighting over? 
Well, and what do you what do you think that you're going to accomplish through this? You know, you had the Breitbart story saying that Bobert and uh, Gates told uh, told McCarthy, "We don't care if Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat, the ultimate in anti democracy election uh, denier, mm. uh, we don't care if the Democrat becomes Speaker of the House." Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what that story came mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You'd Marjorie Taylor Greene come out and say. You've got Republicans who are just caring about themselves. They want committee positions. Mm-hmm. They want it. They want a gavel position. Mm-hmm. That this is about themselves. It's not about the party as a whole. But can you imagine? You know that the story that came out with Gate. Yeah, circulate that in your district of Republicans that voted for you. Yeah, go for it. That that you say. I, you know, I'd rather have Jeffries be. Yeah, you you do that. You know, we had stated yesterday the job of this Congress is simply to pound on those five or six different things where you know you're not going to win them because you don't have the Senate. But you pound on it because the whole thing is to set up that we are the people that you wish to vote for in 2024. Mm. You don't have a lot of substance that you can accomplish here. So everything is this is the substance that comes with the competence and the clear-thinking Republican Party that we have here for 2024. And it's a complete disaster. Yeah, it is. This is insane. We talked about it yesterday. They knew this even before the midterm. They knew there wasn't a consensus on on McCarthy. Um, but at, that's when you start working. You start working hard on it. And then after you win the midterm, especially when you know that the margin is slim, you have to work harder. You're looking to block the president. You're looking to get committees done so that you can... Uh, bring to light a number of things, including the whole Hunter Biden thing. And you're looking to promote your party for 2024 so that you can get the Senate and the White House. Yep. Get and, it together. And and so, you know, we've, we've talked about the four, five, six different things they should be pounding uh, on. These are the things that we will do as as uh, as uh, re- Republicans and what you want in a political party, what is absolutely necessary, is you have the Democrats that have won over the last hmm, probably 10 years on imagery alone. The substance of where they stand on the issues hmm. the American public disagrees with. They like the imagery of the Democrats. They don't like the substance. Hmm. That's the reality of it. Yep. You know, you and I talked about this before when we... when. Uh, when uh, when uh, you know uh, Trump was president, and then over the last couple of years, where you know you would see it, people say, "Well, uh, and you didn't vote for him because of his mean tweets." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you know the American public stands with you on the issues, and all that stands, if your point is all that stands between you being president or not are mean tweets, then don't do the mean tweets. Right. Don't do the mean tweets. Well, this is, be, be, this, be, this be is what you have to do right. to win. And then I guess if you want to go back to mean tweets in your second and final term, you can go back to that. But right. you've got to win first. Well, it's not my it's not my argument. It's the argument made by Trump supporters mm-hmm. that 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 said, uh, oh, don't you wish he was president now? But you didn't like his mean tweets. Mm-hmm. Well, then don't do the mean tweets. Mm-hmm. Right. If the public lo- first thing of politics, if the public loves the substance of what you stand for. Well, then make sure they love your imagery, too. 
promote the wins right that and, you've already had and that's and you know here you just see a complete and as we said that just wasn't a a trump problem it's been a problem with the republicans for a consistent you know for for a um for a number of years here consistently where they just can't communicate effectively they can't even communicate effectively with themselves no no they can't. right now no they can't now, can this, could this be solved in the next couple of days and it be gone? Yeah, and that's what you hope to get. Could it turn into a mess? Could turn in, could turn into a big mess. And over what? Well, nobody oh, has oh. nobody has stood up and said, "Man, after the first of the year, we're going to hit the ground stumbling." You hit the ground running. Yep. United. Look, you got the Democrats united behind the one of the biggest election deniers. Who, that exists out there. One of the biggest anti-democracy people that exist. They are unanimous behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's the insanity of the Democrats who they say, as long as we remain united, yeah. <laughs> we got, we've got all these wins on imagery alone. We can lie consistently to the American public about what we want. The border is one thing. Oh, no, the border's secure. It's fine. The border's yeah, secure. Right. The border's secure. Mm-hmm. The border's across the board. The border's secure. Oh, there's no problem. There's no problem. Unless you're a Democrat in a border city, it's an outright lie. And they go, we can lie. And we just sit there and, uh, and, and, uh, we, uh, we talk about those mean Republicans and we talk about how great and united we are. And these idiots will vote for us. That's the reality of politics, and you have to deal with the reality of politics. Yep. And if you don't, then you can expect this chaos. This is how it's going to go. But it's like that, as we said yesterday, you know, as well, two things. Um, the, uh, the, the one thing we said is, you know, that it, it's easy for the Republicans just pound on, you know, just pound on those four or five issues. I saw the, uh, I, I, think it was, I think it was Shapiro. I think Ben Shapiro said it yesterday. The only job of this, the only job of 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 this um, uh, of the Speaker of the House is to say no to Biden. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now, by promoting what we had said, you know, those four or five or six different things, and pounding that, it's number one to say no, but it's number two to pound on those issues where you know the American public agrees with you and say no. Uh, to uh, Biden and the Democrats on what you know the American public disagrees with. Right. I mean, look, uh, they would have to be a big part of the campaigning for 2024, and apparently they can't get it together to do that. 866-90-RED-EYE. Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Have your batteries inspected by a professional technician if you smell any unusual or strong odors coming from the battery box. A pungent odor could indicate chemicals are escaping from a damaged or overcharged battery. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hardy, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Interesting that, you know, the, the Twitter file's coming out, and, uh, you know, just to, and we'll get into the specifics of it, what uh, what Musk and now the Twitter files are now saying about, you know, this was the, the government attempting to uh, censor, uh, censor Twitter. And then, mm. you know, Adam Schiff, did you see where <laughs> Musk tweeted out, what's up with this, Adam Schiff? Yeah. You know, um, about, about you, about you. You know, uh, targeting people for Twitter to censor. What's up with this? No answer. From, no, no answer, no answer at all. No Word answer. had gotten out before our Christmas break that that was, you know, going to be revealed, yep. and and now we're learning learning a lot more about that. Individuals and business. Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, so, ton of different uh, uh, stories out there. I've got a, three different media sources here. But uh, this first one, uh, Twitter deliberately exaggerated the content of Russian influence on its platform in an attempt to appease the media and Democrats even after internal investigations into the matter proved a dud. Now, we knew this already. I mean, this yeah. this had, this had right. come out in, in a different form mm-hmm. uh, weeks ago. Uh, but uh, even after internal investigations into the matter proved a dud, uh, according to Matt uh, Taibbi, who released another batch of Twitter files uh, uh, today, Twitter initially tried to stay out of the spotlight on the Russian issue in 2017 hoping Facebook would remain the main target of scrutiny from the media and the Democrats. Twitter's PR department even agreed on the media's uh, strategy to keep the focus on Facebook. Uh, but then, as, uh, as, as the uh, uh, Taibbi was, you know, stated yesterday, uh, that all changed, and the company exaggerated Russian influence. Because remember, everything was Russia, Russia, Russia. Right. But, well, but remember, too, because you know, we had talked about it, even even with the hype of what they were throwing out, it was still a nothing burger because it was the hundred thousand dollars in Facebook right. ads. Yeah, is, yeah, is what it was. And we know that the Democrats created the lie that Trump colluded with the Russians, you know, to hack or change the outcome of the election. That was mm-hmm. a lie created by the Hillary campaign, right? And financed by the Hillary campaign. And and so we 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 know that now. Also. Uh, this from uh, Fox Business, uh, that first story was from Breitbart. This one from uh, uh, Fox Business. Uh, a new release of internal Twitter correspondence details the relationship between uh, Twitter and the government agencies, including how the U.S. government demanded that the social media giants suspend nearly 250,000 accounts. The U.S. government agency demanded suspension of 250,000 accounts, including journalists and Canadian officials. Elon Musk replied to journalist Matt Taibbi's Twitter thread on Tuesday morning. Taibbi revealed that the U.S. government uh, government's mounting uh, an endless pressure on Twitter to work hand-in-hand with Congress to hunt for Russian meddling on the platform. Twitter's subsequent task force to hunt Russian influence on the platform showed no coordinated effort and mostly lone wolf account, lone wolf accounts mm-hmm. with low ad spending. 
despite the findings, the social media platform began its partnership and censorship with Congress to fight against supposed Russian misinformation. Under the U.S. government pressure, Twitter went on to suspend nearly 250,000 accounts, including accounts tied to journalists, some questioning the pandemic's origins, and accounts that follow two or more Chinese diplomatic accounts. So if you followed two or more Chinese diplomatic accounts, you were suspended. You don't have to do anything wrong. You just followed them. You just followed them. Right. And as you know, there's a variety of reasons to, you know, for example, if... uh, if you're in if, the media, if well, if you the if yeah, if you're in the media, you mm-hmm. want to know what's going. Okay, what are the what are, what's Russian media putting out? Mm-hmm. Well, what's what are Russian diplomats putting out? What are mm-hmm. Chinese diplomats? What are they saying on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first uh, Twitter files of 2023, Taibi exposed how the intelligence community gained influence over the social media platform, which began in Facebook suspension of 300 uh, accounts uh, of with suspected Russian origins in August of 2017. So, well, and more will be coming out. And there it is. Uh, Representative Schiff's office requested uh, tech giant uh, Twitter to suspend accounts. It was revealed, this from Fox, uh, that the latest Twitter files that the office of Adam Schiff made requests for t- Twitter to suspend certain accounts. Remember, as we've stated many times before, because we called him on this early on, years ago. Think about this, Eric. It was mm. six years ago. Yeah. We're six, oh, six, wow. Six years ago yeah. right now where you and I right. were still, we, yeah. had ju- we had just got back Every, the, the, from vacation. Everything was just full bore Yeah, on the Russians. The, the, the narrative had, had changed slightly. Over the Christmas break. Uh, but everything was full bore by the time we got back. Yeah. And we were like, where's this coming from? Yeah. And it was all coming from the dossier, which yeah. we know was a lie created by the uh, uh, DNC and the Hillary campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was all a lie. It was all right. made up. Right. And that's that's where, you know, that's where it all came from. And we had stated uh, when Adam Schiff who was at that time the head of the minority leader of the Intelligence uh, 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 Committee, the House Intelligence Committee, uh, you know, when he had come out and said he saw that it was more than circumstantial evidence that Trump colluded with the Russians. Right. And he had the, the evidence existed in, you know, the intelligence briefings. He was lying. Yeah. He lied the entire time. And until <laughs> yesterday... He was the head of the House Intelligence Committee, not the minority leader of the House Intelligence Committee. He was the head for the last few years yep. of the House Intelligence Committee, and he lied to the American public. And that's why the whole thing about you know Santos, look, we don't believe Republicans need to lie about anything. Democrats no. need to lie about everything because the American public doesn't back them on where they stand on the issues. Schiff felt he had to lie. Mm-hmm. Democrats feel they have to lie because they can't win on the substance of their ideas and they can't win on the truth. Right. That's why they lied for such a long time on Russia collusion. Well, and Trump you know, saying, yeah, saying that uh, and Adam Schiff saying that he had proof. And then finally, 
he just lobbed out this little nothing of the Veselnitskaya meeting. On The View, remember that? Yeah, that was on, yeah the on The View. view on The View, places. he did that, yeah. It's like, really? It's like, well, I can tell you what it is. I'll never forget, finally, because how many, I, I, I can't remember the time span. I What was the, because it was, um, oh, I just don't know. I, I can't just remember the time span on it when uh, he had come out and uh, and and put out what uh, he had seen mm-hmm. you know or or, or or he made the allegations yeah he made the claim that, yeah. that the intelligence that that what he saw in the intelligence showed more than circumstantial evidence that right. Trump colluded with the Russians yeah. and then the Republicans came out remember with their uh, their paper mm-hmm. and said absolutely not it doesn't exist there right. he's, he's not he's not telling you the truth right. and so that was when the real big and so he kept backing that he would be interview after interview saying no trump colluded with the russians we have the evidence we have the evidence we have more than circumstantial evidence we have more which he was implying that they have the direct evidence and connected the dots that trump colluded with the russians to hack or change the outcome of the election right so he gets on the view and they finally ask him what it is and he said it was the meeting at trump tower that trump wasn't even at right that they walked that that the, everybody already knew the details of right exactly that Trump Donald Trump Jr. Remember when all that fell out? He said, "Okay, here's the email exchanges." Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, to disarm whatever was going to come out in the media. He said, "Whoa, here, here you have it. Here's the thread," and it was nothing. By the time Adam Schiff was sitting on the View. It was a big nothing. Schiff's office also requested that Twitter stop the spread of future misinformation on Twitter regarding committee staff. Mm. What committee? Mm. Yeah. Are we talking about here? Uh, The example he shared was once sent in November of 2020 by Schiff's office, who contacted Twitter hoping that the tech giant would take action uh, regarding alleged harassment from QAnon conspiracists against Schiff's staff, including aides Susan Misko. Remove any and all content of Mr. Misko and other committee staff from its service, including quotes, retweets, or reactions uh, in that content, the request to Twitter read. Suspend the many accounts. And then he goes through, you know, Paul Sperry, Paul Sperry who writes for uh, Real Clear Politics. Right. Uh, which have repeatedly promoted the false QAnon conspiracies. Schiff's office also requested Twitter stop the spread of future misinformation on Twitter regarding committee staff and label and reduce the visibility of any uh, uh, content. Hmm. Uh, even Twitter declined to honor Schiff's request at that time, Taibbi uh, noted, noting Twitter's response to Schiff's office, uh, you know, repeatedly... Hmm saying, we don't do this. As Tabby noted, though, Sperry was later suspended. Schiff's office did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment, and also, when I can see, has did not respond to Elon Musk's. Right, uh, yeah. Asking for a, uh, so you know Musk. Schiff's not, I'd be very surprised if Schiff did it, because he knows Musk is attempting to set him up. 
Oh, yeah, you pull him out and have him make a statement. Yeah. One way or the other. And he's likely not going to do that. He's certainly not going to do it based on the fact that he doesn't have that power that he had just days ago. Yep. And this, you know, look, uh, this is not just, as we said, uh, the the like-minded individuals acting as activists across the board, not just on Capitol Hill, but in social media and the people who run social media companies. This is now major players in the United States government looking to control social social media repeatedly. Yeah, you notice that that whole, there's not a First Amendment issue here. Well, stopped weeks ago from the Democrats and the media. You don't well, hear because any of that anymore. Here's my question. If you ran a company and the FBI starts communicating with you on a regular basis, are you going to tell me that's not intimidating in any way, that it's not going to influence you? Of course it will. It's going to run your business, and you're going to cooperate eventually. They weren't comfortable at first. And you could turn down even someone like an Adam Schiff. But the FBI is law enforcement. Mm-hmm. That's a different type of intimidation. So you've got it coming from all sides. And I'm not saying Twitter's innocent, by the way. There are plenty of people that were at Twitter that didn't have a problem with any of this. A lot were uh, ex-FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Intelligence <laughs> officials. We, we believe they were ex-FBI. Uh, it, you know, the, 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 the question is, is, you know, what was that? Millions of dollars. What was that paid for? Why did they they just change the FBI offices and move some over to Twitter? All the onboarding going on from ex-bureau individuals at Twitter. That was really weird. Why is that? Man, I've got a ton of questions. And if we can find a Speaker of the House and get some committees together, maybe somebody else can, too. 86690 Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. 86690 Red Eye on Red Eye Radio. If you like listening to Red Eye on Demand, we have more of Eric Harley and guests for you. Download RER. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. So what we're actually doing here, we're just basically informing the the Republicans and then the uh, eventual uh, uh, speaker and then the eventual committee heads a lot of the things that they should be targeting mm-hmm. once they get a speaker elected, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, okay? just, yeah. It's just so there's a purpose to the show. Right, right. Uh, we think by mid-March or so... <laughs> When they finally find a speaker, uh, they, you know, <laughs> I, I thought it was clear. I thought it was pretty clear what the agenda was, what the job is. Everybody else seems to know. And, you know, if you're vying for a committee position this hard, do you really believe that this kind of positioning is going to get you to where you need to be in the party long term. 
I, I, look, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin McCarthy. But we need to look at this entire thing for what it is and what it is not. They don't have the Senate. They don't have the White House. This is going to be about committees blocking the president and campaigning for 2024. Because it will be the only group inside the Beltway in power on the GOP side. There's a lot of campaigning to do. This didn't start well. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you for being here. You know, Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And if you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen where and wherever you wish to in 2023 i just threw that in i mean you could do it in 2024 you could have done it in 2022 but it just sounds like you know i'm paying attention that this is you know a new year and all that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah i'm going through the motions i'm not that excited about it (laughs) it's the same crap (laughs) you can change the numbers but it's the same crap (laughs) same crap different day (laughs) Different year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we turn the page on another calendar. I don't care. I, I just don't care. <laughs> you guys really sound optimistic Not, here. Nothing is Starting changed. off this new year. Nothing has changed. <laughs> nothing has changed. What's your resolution? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Ugh. I got to tell the story. My resolution is to stop answering that question. I, I I've got to tell the story. This goes back. This goes back years ago. But you know, we, I think Brian was in on this on on this call, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and it's when this is, goes back a boss a long time ago, mm-hmm. and we were. I mean, we had the, the long vacation, mm-hmm. and then we you know we we came back, mm-hmm. and you know we used to have like a meeting, uh, a conference call every week. Mm-hmm. Thank God we don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time it was useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this goes back a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we had told our, and we, we called him the caretaker of the show. Yeah. Really didn't view him as a boss, more of a caretaker. Whatever the hell that means, that's, that's how I viewed it. Yeah. And so it was like we went, look, do we really need to have a because it would it would mess up one of our sleep patterns. It was like uh yeah. it was like uh 
uh, Lance Reddick in in John Wick. He kind of <laughs> took care of the place. but we had all the ammunition (laughs) and the tokens and and so i forgot which which one of us said you know wrote said look we've been gone there's really no reason for a meeting no there needs to be a meeting Mm. all right needs to be a conference call Mm. so we get on the conference call i'll never forget it i don't remember the order but it's like you know welcome how is everybody so uh Eric, what's your New Year's resolution? I don't have any. I, I don't have one. <laughs> Brian, what's your New Year's resolution? No, I don't have any one. <laughs> Gary, what's your New Year's resolution? We're adults. We really don't make resolutions. We yeah. we live the right way. We try to live the right way every day. Yeah. And then the other person was like, you know, what's yours? Same as the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem like really anybody's really cooperating with this, so... I guess that's the end of the meeting this week. Technically, my answer was, and I bit my tongue on it, my resolution that year was to not waste time in conference calls. <laughs> and the thing was, I mean, when it ended then, we just were like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't with the company much longer. No. Remember, there's no. only a couple of weeks later. And he was nice so. enough guy, but it, yes, it, it was yes, just very nice it was very nice spinning guy. wheels. It yes. Was, but it was, uh, and I hate that more than anything. I will tell you this: that as a, um, when I was a radio station manager, and and I, this goes back about five years ago. Was I was at a memorial service for, actually, a memorial luncheon for somebody who had died that we I went to college with, really never worked with, but went to college with. But a lot of the people that I hired in the business had worked with him, so I went there, and a couple of the people were there, and you know, I was there. I used to be their boss, mm-hmm. and you know, they said to me, they said, you know. Loved it when you were our boss. I go, really? I go, yeah. I go, why? They go, because you, you hired good people and you let them do what they, you know, wish to do. And you never really had any meetings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I had meetings. I don't remember one meeting. Well, when you'd stop by the office. Well, yeah, because you just want to talk and see what was going on. That was my meeting. Mm-hmm. I hate meetings. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I now, when I was a station manager, we'd have a sales meeting every day, but that was very quick. It was, hey, all right, what are we looking at today? What are we, you know, what a very quickly just lining out to all the salespeople what you, you know, were going to do, mm-hmm. you know, on, on that day and, you know, what certain promotions were. That I viewed as necessary, but mm-hmm. they were very quick too. Mm-hmm. But as for, you know. Because they needed to be, because salespeople needed to be on the street. On the street, right. We're going to sit here all day. <laughs> Yeah. And talk about what you should be doing today. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you out on the street now? Because you're holding this stupid meeting, Gary. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just, I've not, I've never been one. So many, uh, so many meetings. I will say 95% of the meetings that I've had in my life in any business were useless. Yeah. Completely right. useless. Um, more gets communicated by while doing the work. And by yes. doing the work, yeah, and a and a one to one, one to one basis, and I that's kind of the approach I've always had. Yeah, just, and and it's funny because I think you see a lot of CEOs in business now looking at that, saying, "All right, we we have to get back to working in the office. We can't. COVID's over. People have to come back to the office, and part of that is, you know, a manager, supervisor, or a colleague, whatever. 
coming by the office or you going by their office or their desk or whatever and saying, hey, what about this? The idea of, of shutting down and go, okay, let's schedule a meeting for 2 o'clock this afternoon. Now, if you're talking about people who aren't in the same building, then it's necessary to get everybody on a, on a phone call. That does happen. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you don't need to stop everything down when an email or just a walk down the hall could get an answer and get things moving. I hate wasting time. And, you know, (laughs) the older I get, and it's my birthday today. Hold on. Is it? It is. Today's my birthday. And happy birthday. Thanks. Shut up. And (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday Uh to you. Whatever. But do you do nah. you take that the same way that I do when people what? when they sing happy birthday and they always sing it it's not like you know it's not like a Marilyn Monroe happy mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. happy it's almost mm-hmm. as if they're mocking you yeah i've always yeah. <laughs> the family yeah. will start okay. happy birthday one to of, one of my daughters she would cry when she was about 5 4 or 5 she would cry when people would get around and sing and it was exactly for that reason we found out we, you know, later, she said, because it sounded like people were making fun of me. They were all looking at me and and, do, and going through the motions. And so she, she kind of saw it as like a bullying. And she couldn't understand as a four or five-year-old why they would do that to her on her birthday. And, uh, but the older, you know, the older I get, uh, the you know, obviously, the less time. I mean, the clock is ticking, and and which is why I'm just talking incessantly. But the the whole idea of wasting time, especially when it comes to business, if I'm whether it's my business that I own or working for somebody, either way, I don't like wasting somebody else's time or mine. I need to if I'm working for somebody else, then I need to uh, I need to be able to demonstrate that I'm efficient in that process. And if I'm working for myself, uh, same thing. I need to be able to make sure that, that the wheels are actually turning on the ground and I'm making progress. And I, I just don't mm-hmm. like, you know, the wasting of the, um, the meetings, uh, the, the, the time that is spent and everything else. There's so much that can get constant communication. Actually, you'll find if you're in constant communication which with this job, you kind of have to be. It's mm-hmm. it's around the clock. You find that you actually spend more time communicating than you would if you were to have a daily meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had the one hour, even if it was an hour long daily oh. meeting, oh, yeah, um, you it would be. You would still find that the way if you're communicating on the fly constantly and consistently that you're actually communicating more. But I was. I always viewed that as just the one of the the, the low light of of conference call meetings. I always yeah. viewed that because that yeah. was the ultimate of yeah. You're just you're just calling a meeting because you know you're the you're the boss, the caretaker, whatever, right? And you just it's what you do. Yeah. But there's right, no right. purpose for the meeting when right. you start out. What's your New Year's resolution? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, hope everybody's doing fine. Hope you had a great break. 
uh, here's here's the items and get to, because right. it, it first of all it's respect for others' time, uh, the time oh. of other individuals. If if you're not respecting that, um, then you know there's something there is something wrong. I, you know, uh, and and a lot of times it's put into the process as protocol, especially in the information age. And I actually was I had one question one time for uh, someone in the IT department. And they said, well, when are you available for a Zoom call? And I said, I only need the answer to one question. I, I just need the answer to one question. And it's probably better that I get it in writing here on email. That, that way I can refer to it to make sure that I'm doing everything that is, that is required. I can't imagine having to set, because during the day, we're actually supposed to be doing other things like, you know, sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> and... Um, but beyond that, also, I think they shouldn't have to take, you know, whatever it is, 15, 20 minutes to answer one question. If I didn't understand a process and it was going to and it required that 15 mm-hmm. to 20 minutes, I have no problem with that. Wasting time is what I have a problem with. Yeah, and that's the one thing, especially working this shift now, you know, for the longest time, mm-hmm. you know, you know, working with Westwood One. Yeah, they they do. They do respect yeah. The fact that we work overnights. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this right. is, we have, you know, we have great management that we work under. In the past, though, there, it was amazing, especially when I first started here, the fact that there seemed to be, people just assumed you were up 24 7. Right. Like, look, can you, can everybody get together for a meeting at 3 p.m. in the afternoon? Mm. Well, everybody has different sleep shifts. Right. It's like, yeah. you're, yeah. you're, well, and and or you know can we can we do it at nine or eleven? Right. It's like, can you imagine somebody who's working first shift telling them, "Look, we need to have a meeting once a week at two a.m." Yeah, <laughs> right. No, and I mean, they I've, but they I've don't actually they don't view they don't that. view it that way. No, they don't. They, they, they don't. Um, I I sit on the board for two nonprofits, and I have for for years. That's the only exception I make because yeah, uh, it's the board is populated by people who don't get paid to be there. There are some paid staffers there, but they're, most people are not getting paid to be there, and they're taking their, their executives and owners of, of uh, large companies, and they, uh, they're they taking their valuable time. And so I'll make that exception. If it if it's not with my sleep schedule, I'll, I'll sleep around it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if once you start doing that on a regular basis – with your own office, you find that, okay, you're going to get trapped into that. You know, it's it's going to be, okay, well, we'll see you at 3 p.m. <laughs> not unless you're laying next to me, and that's not going to happen. Remember, um, remember first, though, it wasn't a conference call, remember? Because mm-hmm. we finally had to say, remember, they we had a drive mm-hmm. to meet during the day once a yeah. week. Yeah. And sometimes it would change. Well, we need to have it today at noon or one. It can't yeah. be at 11. Mm-hmm. We finally said the meetings stop. Yeah. We're not yeah. doing meetings. Yeah. Remember, and remember, I had a drive like because we weren't working here. No. I had to drive over 30 miles. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah. Yeah. Well, even just getting out of bed, I come up here during the day quite a bit uh, yeah. during the week. Uh, but just, you know, having to essentially, you know, all right, uh, I've got to put everything. I got to pull pull everything together, and then you know, get in the car and make the you know ten minute drive uh, is still 
you know, it's one of those, it, it, when you work nights, and everybody who works nights understands this, it's still a, you know, it is a, a, a bit of a task. And um, I, I've i gotten to where I'm used to it. I, I realize, all right, I've got this window. Once the clock hits, you know, the, a certain point, that window is shut. Yeah, it has to be. And unless yeah. it's an emergency, you're not, it, it, because I'm not going to be productive. I'm, I'm just not going to be. Uh, much of a I, contribution. I remember one of our first bosses when I came on the show said, "Look, you're going to be able to golf all day." I said, "No, <laughs> what are you talking about?" Yeah. And and recently had a conversation with him. I said, "You know, I never remember when you told me that." Yeah. Well, you know, I hardly ever golf during the day. Yeah. It just takes too much time. You, you yeah. don't have that kind of time right. to to do it because it's almost like you know somebody else working a full time job during the day and then saying, "Hey, look, can you be golfing at two in the morning?" <laughs> it just yeah, it right. doesn't work yeah. that way. No, it doesn't. So. And you know, I mean, last week, flipping my schedule, I didn't get any naps in during the break. Flipping my schedule, if I don't get those naps in, a couple of naps here and there, mm-hmm. it's like by the end of my break, you know, vacation week, I'm like, no, I need to go back to the job because <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know, it's it's like. People staying up. Uh, I said this to my wife. It's like somebody staying up, and she knows this. But uh, uh, if you work days, it's like staying up all night for a week and a half. Yeah, you know. Yeah, from it's less for me because I sleep twice a day. Mm-hmm. It's easier for me to sh- to to uh, flip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, yesterday, I mean, that was the when my when my sister called me about you know uh, Demar Hamlin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she didn't f- forgot I was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And she woke me up in the middle of REM sleep. I was like, and that destroyed me for a little bit for the beginning of yesterday's show. And then I had a cup of coffee and I was fine. Then I slept this morning. I slept tonight. Great. So I'm back in the sleep shift again. Mm -hmm. But sleeping twice a day is my savior is why I uh, can flip on the weekends. Mm -hmm. But but I I do have to get up. Weekends are no problem. Once I get to six or seven days of doing it, that's that's, where the problem is. Yeah, that is a problem. 86690 red eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. Before you even head out onto slippery roads or snowy conditions, you need to make sure your vehicle is ready to go. Some equipment is especially important when driving in winter. Ensure that the heater and defroster are working properly and that all exhaust system connections are secure. A loose connection could cause carbon monoxide to leak into the vehicle. Check to see that the cooling system is full and there is enough antifreeze. It's recommended that you use an antifreeze that is rated for negative 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Confirm that all lights are working properly and that they're clear of snow, ice, and dirt. Check to make sure the wiper blades are in good condition and that you have enough washer fluid in the reservoir. It's also important to use washer fluid that is rated for cold temperatures. Finally, Check that battery cables are firmly connected and are not corroded. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects truck owners with specialized coverages for heavy trucks. Get a quote in as little as five minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Just looking at the headline, a Gallup poll saying that Americans are pessimistic about uh, 2023, and that means economically speaking, that's what they're uh, looking at. Now, yeah. you wonder, you know, we know how how uh, the acceleration of credit card use that we saw in the second half of uh, last year, mm. is that because a lot of people are looking at it and saying, uh-oh, that's that bill is coming due, and the fact that inflation is still going up. Things are still becoming more expensive yeah. each and every day. The rate may be slower, but it's it's still going up. There is no relief there. And then you look at this here, manufacturing contracts at its steepest pace since the COVID lockdown crash, the latest survey says. Mm. We'll have that for you coming up and more. Individuals and businesses with tech. The fourth branch of government. Eric Carley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. Oh, man. That's right. Uh, Legislative, judicial, executive, and red eye. That's right. We are. We're the secret branch. <laughs> I'm going to run for speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, will somebody from the out? No, that's not. That's happening. not going to happen. That's not, happening. that's not going to happen. The real discussion. That's not a real discussion. That's not going to happen. But if it were to happen, who would it be? <laughs> I, it's honestly, you know, uh, at least at least I can laugh at it. Now I'm with you. Look, this thing may be over by the end of the week. Let, by the way, let's hope and pray it is over by the end of the week and they get it together um, and we can move on. Um, but. McCarthy is going to be speaker. That's that's what's going to happen. Well, you know something because you you look at this and and you know we had looked at the American Conservative Union ranking, which isn't that different between Scalise and and uh, and McCarthy, right? Yeah. And and you uh, and you know it's pretty easy what you have to do and uh, on, on those you know five or six issues that we have talked about mm-hmm. and blunt. The insanity of the 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 Democrats. Look, you, you and I had said this earlier. Number one, well, I know it's your birthday, but I won't include you in this since you're ten years younger than me. I am older than the majority of Congress. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I have been a conservative way longer than the majority of the Republicans in Congress. Mm. Mm-hmm. I also understand that as a political party. You know that I'm that if I was in Congress, I would be a member of a political party. Yeah, and being more conservative, you know, you and I have actually in in the past gone after uh, the um, oh the conservative caucus mm-hmm. and yeah. said you're not right. conservative enough, so right. you don't need right. to throw right. don't throw the you know you don't need nobody would need to throw the you're not a conservative label at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been promoting conservative. Uh, and libertarian values long enough. 
mm-hmm. more than um, probably, what, 95% of the Republicans in Congress? Yeah. And, and so I believe that my credentials publicly are there. But I understand how the system works. Mm-hmm. And I look at this and I say, okay, what do we do here? What, what, what would be the goal? The goal would be on those four or five major issues that you know you can win. Because my goal would be to win as a party. Yeah. That's my goal yeah. to win as a, because right. that's how you win. You right. don't win as an individual. You win as a political party. That's the reality. If you're not going to accept the reality of the system that you work in, then get out. No, because if you think it's going to be about you, then you're wrong. Right. If if you're running for president, then yeah, but it still is going to require that you bring the party together to get you there. Right. Because I understand that if I'm in the minority, I don't really have power. Right. And so in order for me to have power, the party has to have power. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so and there's plenty of time and room. Uh, and and places for the uh, positioning if you think that it is necessary. And I'm I'm with people who uh, believe that they, in in fact, this is the whole point, uh, need to demonstrate that to, to their constituents. But demonstrating it for the sake of demonstrating it is one thing. I believe in demonstrating it through the work. And these are things that you have to understand in in. <clears throat> how this is going to work and, and where you are and and understanding the room. If you if you know the room you're in and the makeup of the room you're in, then you can move forward. You don't have to like what Kevin McCarthy does as speaker. You don't have to uh, like what other members of your party are doing. You can promote your values just fine, but the party is going to have to come together because in, in first of all, in the next two years, those committees are going to have to get some work done. They're going to have to stand united against this president and his agenda. And then leading up to 2024, have to demonstrate the strength mm-hmm. of the party. And you can't do it like this. And now that being said, understanding the system that you work in uh, is the fact that there is no other alternative to McCarthy. As of today, right? There may be tomorrow. There isn't today, right? Scalise is public. I don't want it. Jordan is public. I don't want it. McCarthy is my guy. Right? Then why the hell are you messing around with this? If there is no alternative, and people can look at it, and you know, you, you I heard, heard you know Gates saying he's part of the swamp. He's part of the swamp. He's part of the swamp. And I went, you know, that doesn't relate anymore. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but I, mean, I thought it about it. I went, yeah. The swamp does really doesn't really relate anymore and you really can't use that you can't use that at kevin mccarthy at the moment you might be able to use it if he was speaker for two years but if you look at their ranking from the american conservative union there's not much difference between scalise and mccarthy and scalise is public he doesn't want it right and so what exactly are you fighting for matt gates you're not going to be speaker of the house no no lauren bobert you're not going to be speaker of the house nope so what's the point in doing it? And it's like, well, you know, the rating of McCarthy 
you know, and remember, they <laughs> they haven't had the House. We we talk about, uh, you know, how long the Republicans have been in, uh, you know, in power in the House. Remember, they didn't have the House for years when Gingrich took over. Do you know that Gingrich's popularity within his own party was lower than McCarthy's is right now? Wow. And when you look back at Gingrich, Gingrich is looked at as one of the best, uh, you know, before he went. Uh, before he went all climate change and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and anti business mm-hmm. after he was speaker mm-hmm. and we're targeting him for sitting on the bench with Nancy <laughs> Pelosi for climate change yeah, and right. go, and going after Mitt Romney yeah, uh, right. you know for the for the business that he was uh, in uh, when when he you know after he became speaker would have his little uh, little moments of liberalism in there mm-hmm. uh, but he is viewed as one of the uh, he is viewed as, as one of the most successful, you know, for that time that he was in, uh, uh, in the, the 90s, uh, speaker. So favorability doesn't mean anything. It's what you do. It's what you do in the situation that you're in now, which is totally and completely unique. And I understand conservatives saying we need to make sure that we hit on all these issues. Well, you could have those discussions on a consistent basis. You could have those meetings and say, look, what are the, what are the major issues out there? Okay. Inflation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which which would include government spending, Fed policy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you you look at uh, all of that, mm-hmm. uh, the economy, mm-hmm. the border, uh, the 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 right, uh, the, uh, uh, the the border, the cultural issues mm-hmm. that that exist uh, that exist today, and that's really critical race theory in the liberal transgender activist movement that we can use to show the insanity of the left and why. All these issues, the vast majority of people agree with us on these issues. And the other thing is you need to say no. You need to say no. And what do you really need to say no to? You need to say no to the insane spending that the Democrats wish to do. But that's really not a huge issue for the next year because that was already taken care of. Right. Right. Look, it's. Again, you've got to you've got to know the room. And, And you mentioned Gingrich. And one of the things that Gingrich did but step down when he knew it was his time to step down and at this point going into 23 there are plenty of things that can be worked out in the hallway plenty of things and you don't have to give up you don't have to sacrifice anything uh of of what you are or who you are for your constituents or anything else all this can be all this can be accomplished and again no problem with sending you know my thought at the beginning of the day when the uh, first vote didn't go through was okay they'll they'll go through this a couple of times right and then on the third vote you send a message i don't have a problem sending a message per se to a kevin mccarthy to say hey this is what we expect but I think if you back up and look at the discussions within the party going back before the midterm, those messages were clearly being sent. Now, whether he was receptive to those messages or not, I can't tell you. But those messages were already sent. This wasn't something that happened that came out that was revealed about McCarthy in December. And then all of a sudden people are responding to that. This but, this yeah. has been the case since before 
the midterm elections. Then when the margin wasn't as big as they thought it was going to be, the red wave was a red drip. Well, now you've got even more reason to, all right, let's get it together as a party. You can send the message to McCarthy or anybody else that you believe needs to hear that message and also get the work done. You know, if, uh, you know, because Gates yesterday, part you know, the swamp, he's part of the swamp, the swamp, the swamp. Well, mm. if he had voted for the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill, you might be able to make that case. Mm-hmm. But when Gates said it, I went, on what? You know, uh, and again, I'm not the biggest McCarthy fan either. I, I, I would probably, you know, for me, I, as you and I said, our our perfect choice for this speaker uh, isn't in the House. He's <laughs> over in the Senate. <laughs> Rand Paul, just say no to everything. Exactly. <laughs> just, just no, 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 right. no, 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 no. So, uh, but understanding the fact that that this isn't rocket science right now as to what the Republicans need to do. There's those five or six issues that the vast majority of the public landslide numbers agree with the uh, Republicans. You promote that and you do whatever you can to stop the spending and uh, you you lead. Look, I don't one of the one of the reasons that I don't like McCarthy, but I don't know if I don't know who has the ability to do that. And it is the the fact of the imagery that you need, the imagery and the selling ability of your agenda. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't because that's what I that's how what I view the Speaker of the House. To me, it's yeah. actually more yeah, no, symbolic. You right. have the substance yeah, of where the yeah. party is going, right? But who can convince? He just doesn't. He doesn't impress me. But nobody does in the House right now. Hmm. Yeah, nobody impresses me as to okay. Your job is to convince Republicans are behind you. Your job is to convince independents and Democrats that are very wary of where the Democratic Party is going. In a smooth, in a in a in a very smooth, but authoritative style, that hey, this is what we're about. This is what we're about. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for who can still be strong, but I'm looking for. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm looking for more of a Ron DeSantis than a Chip Roy. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't agree right. with Roy at times. Right, I disagree with him on on voting for Jordan. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Jordan doesn't want it. It'd be different if Jordan were campaigning for right. It. Exactly. But but uh, but that's what you want. Who can convince independents and Democrats that are very wary of where their party is going? Because that person that's in there, you know, is going to be the one who will be communicating. What they do to me, he's not a McCarthy's not a great communicator. I don't know who is. I don't know of a great communicator on the Republican side that could rise to the level of a DeSantis in the success that he has had in Florida through substance and imagery and how he explains things. And that's what you need. Well, someone that that is to has the ability to project leadership Yes. And convince people yeah. who aren't necessarily right. in your corner yet. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. All right, manufacturing numbers are out and uh, and not good. Uh, we will get uh, to uh, that. And more than 1.2 million fugitive illegal immigrants remain living across the United States despite having final deportation orders. Mm. This is what sanctuary cities, it's what the Democrats want. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're blunt about it. Is yep. you know, do no. we if we have to, if we have to play what uh, Biden said again? Yep, yep. Nope. And that's that's the problem. Everybody knows the Democrats want illegal immigration. This is all by design. Right. Yep. And there's not going to be a, any change in this administration or their policies regarding the border. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. Did I say that already? Did I repeat that? I Probably. can't remember. I'm, yeah, I'm, I I'm getting. I heard I'm, it somewhere. I have an audio cut getting ready to, to play here. Uh-huh. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. It's the thing to do in 2023. It is. Right. Yeah, that rhymed last year. It doesn't rhyme this year. But it is the thing to do in 2023. 2023. Yeah. It's... Uh, Let's just play uh, a few moments of uh, Governor DeSantis yesterday uh, when uh, he gave his inaugural address, uh, second term as governor in the state of Florida. It lives in the courage of those who patrol the streets and who keep our communities safe. It lives in the industry of those who work long hours to earn a living and raise their families. It lives in the dedication of those who teach our children lives in the determination of those who grow our food. It lives in the wisdom of our senior citizens. It lives in the dreams of the historic number of families who have moved from states across this country because they saw Florida as the land of liberty and the land of sanity. Over the past few years, as so many states in our country grinded their citizens down, we in Florida lifted our people up. When other states consigned their people's freedom to the dustbin, Florida stood strongly as freedom's linchpin. When the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, Florida was a refuge of sanity, a citadel of freedom for our fellow Americans and even for people around the world. In captaining the ship of state, we choose to navigate the boisterous sea of liberty rather than cower in the calm docks of despotism. (laughs) 
We face attacks. We take hits. But we weather the storms. We stand our ground. And we do what's right. As the book of Psalms reminds us, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. We have refused to use poles and to put our finger in the wind. Leaders do not follow, they lead. We have articulated a vision for a free and prosperous state. We have, through persistence and hard work, executed on that vision. We have produced favorable results. And now we are here today because the people of Florida have validated our efforts in record fashion. There you go. Other things he said, freedom lives here in the great sunshine state of Florida. And then he said, you know, why it exists when he's saying it. That's what he was talking about was Mm. was uh, freedom. It's interesting because I'm like, okay, there he is projecting a vision. And then he uses the word vision. (laughs) He says that basically that's that's what we're doing. This is this is our vision. And we delivered on our, you know, delivered on our uh, vision. A couple of things are, you know, we as we talk about the 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 house and, you know, we've talked about DeSantis messaging. DeSantis figured out what the messaging should be from the Republican Party based on all the issues. Mm-hmm. He uses the words that that uh, common people use, the insanity of what's going on in the left right now. And we're saying here, we use common sense here. That's huge. You yeah. don't hear that kind yeah. of, you don't hear the presentation that DeSantis does anywhere, for example, in the House of Representatives. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, you don't, you're not going to hear, I would like to hope that if McCarthy does become speaker, you would hear it. Or whoever uh, becomes uh, speaker, unless it's Hakeem Jeffries, where you know there will be no common sense. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen, though. Uh, but that's one of the problems. You look at who's a communicator. And we had said this for the longest time. Trump's success, be- uh, w- initial success, came because he communicated effectively to the American people at that particular time. Trump's problems is he did not later on communicate effectively right. with the American people. Even he with ha- a long line of successes, he wasn't able to right. communicate those successes. And we have stated this, and we've been criticized for it. Mm. But I, well, I have no problem taking the shots. People say, no, communication isn't the way. Yeah, don't communicate an idea. That's how you succeed in politics. Well, I mean, the idiocy it's not about that it- communicating with those that are already on your side. <clears throat> it never is. No. You have to communicate with those who are not on your side. And that's the tougher right. part. And you, you have now, as we have seen, there are a group of Democrats that are rejecting. They look at it and they go, I just need to find somebody who is, you know, who is sane, mm. who's been able to do that, mm. who was able to convert Democrats, not just independents, but convert Democrats to vote Republican. Ron DeSantis. That's the reality of it, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's doing it now. Trump started it. Trump mm-hmm. was able to successfully get Hispanics and blacks to vote for him. Mm-hmm. But he lost a bunch of other independents. Mm-hmm. That's one of the problems, and that's one of the problems of the Republican Party uh, right now. DeSantis has been able to, in a way, separate himself from the Republican Party. You're right. voting for Ron DeSantis. He's a part of the Republican Party, but you're voting for me because this is this is my vision because it's your vision. Mm-hmm. In a in a way, 
he has become his own third party. Even though he is a Republican, yeah. he has separated himself from the actual part. You don't view DeSantis as DeSantis is a part of the Republican Party. He is. That's not how you view him. Well, you think of his name first and not the party first. I think that's a great way to put it. That and That's and better than what I said. His identity is with himself, and mm-hmm. that comes from the work that has already been done. It was done right. with the vision at first. Mm-hmm. And that promise and then delivering on that. And this is how you get to repeated terms, whether it's as governor or president. You're going to have to say, all right, this is what we set out to do and we accomplished it. We still have this work to be done. And and you're what you're doing is you're reaching out to those who are still on the fence. What you heard from Ron DeSantis it wasn't a victory speech. And it shouldn't be. The governor's inauguration should be about, I understand what the job is. I understand why you're keeping me as your governor. We understand what this is all about. And we, we promise to do exactly what you sent us here to do. That's what you heard. That was not about Ron DeSantis. That was about the fight. It was about the job. It was about exactly why he won. And that message was sent by the people of his state in a massive, unprecedented way. That's leadership. And the optics were great. You you look at the optics there. It, it, I mean, it's not as big, for example, as a presidential inauguration speech, mm. but it looked like one. Right. Right. And you see the stands that are set up behind and the number of people that are there. And that's the other thing that matters. Mm-hmm. It matters that what I'm you and I've always stated this when it comes to presidential candidates. And we've been doing this for the longest time. And and I remember was it Gary Johnson one time that like announced on a street on a stage with like 10 people smattering of applause. Yeah, And, yeah, and it was like, no, 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 what, no. Yeah. What, and, and we've always stated, doing? no, what you what, what you do is. Uh, uh, number one, and unless, you know, you get to, for example, DeSantis, he can do it outdoors and it's, you know, and, and he can, he can draw that kind of an audience. DeSantis has the ability to do that. Mm. But many of these candidates don't, you know, when they decide to run, don't. And we've always stated, no, you go into, you find a, a nice auditorium, you know, a theater kind of auditorium mm-hmm. that fits a thousand people mm-hmm. and you bring a thousand people and you balloons, you've got, you've got every, You've got everything go people going crazy when you do it. Everything needs to look big because what you're saying is people passionately support me. And we're always amazed at the number of candidates who run for president that don't understand it has to look big. That's that's the entire part of it is that you have to have that momentum going at all times. And that's what the aesthetics do. You're going to have to create that momentum uh, at some point. It has to be real momentum built on real energy, real support of your agenda and your campaign. But it doesn't end with the election. You know, these are the things that you don't have to tell a Donald Trump. You didn't have to tell him this in 2016. But in 2020... The Wall Street Journal had to point it out 
where's the speech on your list of successes? Yep. Not for the people who already voted for you and will be voting for you in 2020. For the people that are not on board. That's what you're looking to do. And you have to do that at every turn. And now the Republican Party in the House. What we should have, the way the day should have ended was Kevin McCarthy at the podium with Republicans, all of them, or at least a large group of them, behind him. This is what we plan to do. Over the next two years, we are going to make sure that the work of the American people is done and that the agenda of this administration is not. We're going to make sure that we can correct as many things within our power. We can shed light on things where the truth needs to reach the American people. All of these items are on our table and we are working for the American people. And, but and you, the, you couldn't get a vote together. And, and, and the embarrassing thing is, uh, and not not on you, but to the Republican Party is, you know, you did that. You just did that ad lib off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. easy. Yeah, it's that's the it's, most frustrating thing for us, you know, observing as we have Republicans that it's so easy. It would be so easy to defeat uh, to defeat the Democrats on the issues because that's what really matters. Right. And Republicans continually fail day in and day out just communicating simple, obvious messages. They just, for some reason, whether it's ego, whether it's uh, tribal, mm-hmm. you know, tribal protecting mm-hmm. my own yeah. territory here. Right. right. There just doesn't seem to be in Congress the ability to say we're a team. You get elected individually, but you're part of this party. And we know that there are differences on the fringes of what you would like to do. That's fine. But we agree and we can have those debates and you can publicly say what you want. But on the four or five core issues and it gets frustrating because you see the Democrats who cannot win in the issues, but will lie and stick together on that lie. And it gets frustrating when you sit and you watch that every single day and you're like, what the hell is wrong with Republicans? Right. Right. Why can't they do the simple things? Communicate effectively. And I say simple because, you know, you and I will sit there and say, okay, here's how they should message it. And I'll look at you and when you do it and I'll just say, wow, you did that ad lib. And how many times have we done that? This isn't rocket science. It's not hard it isn't and it's the entire purpose of being there (laughs) exactly (laughs) forget about putting it together in terms of messaging in an effort to win the gop can't put it together after they've already won won yep 866-90-RED-EYE coming up more with gary mcdamara and eric harley it's red eye radio
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. And when we talk about DeSantis, it's got nothing to do about whether he runs for president or not. It's who is being effective right now. Who is a Republican in their in their state, whatever their geographical area is, that is having great success, undeniable great success. Who is converting independents and even Democrats? Yeah. To sit there and say, we reject the Democratic Party. We reject the insanity of the Democratic Party. We want a better economy. We want more freedom. Oh, by the way, 2023 will be the year of mind-boggling attacks on uh, DeSantis. I did. I got to find it. All right. Just Mm -hmm. popped into my head. I saw it over vacation where uh, uh, it was, you know, somebody in the media said DeSantis is worse than Trump. (laughs) <laughs> like, no, that's, hey, that's you knew, you knew that was coming. This is yeah, right. uh, that'll be the next move. Um, like Bill Maher said about Trump, uh, we said all the other guys were Hitler, but this guy really is Hitler. And now they'll move on and and say, oh well, no, 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 no. DeSantis is Hitler. Trump wasn't Hitler. This guy is Hitler. That's how they're going to have to behave. And because the next devil is going to have to be worse than the last devil that they created. But the fact of the matter is, is that you are going to see that. You're going to start seeing that. Actually, um, you'll start seeing it more and more in the spring in anticipation of the announcement season, which typically would be, you know, late spring, summertime, uh, if DeSantis is going to announce. But the liberal media will have to get everything in, in order with their activism to make sure that they work ahead of that in positioning Ron DeSantis as the devil. <laughs> I can see it right now. ABC Nightly News opens with the devil once went to down to Georgia, but now he's moved to Florida and he's the governor. And <laughs> did you really just quote Charlie Daniels on ABC News? Yes. And, you know, that's but that's going to be the attempt. Um, and I think the biggest reason is because they fear DeSantis. I don't think they fear Trump the way they used to fear Trump. I think they feared Trump because he's an outsider. Still, you could say that, you know, for the most part, he's an outsider, even with four years as a president. And that was their fear, was that he was going to shed light on a lot of things. And that did happen to a, a large extent. But with DeSantis... There's going to be this is a guy who is on a mission and he's focused and it I think that scares a lot of the activists on the left. And and I guess my point, because we we haven't got, as I said, we didn't get to the point yet where DeSantis has even announced. Right. And and playing it just is who are the Republicans? This is more at at the 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 House and the 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 Senate uh, and, and the Republicans there about effectively communicating to win. And looking at, you know, whether it's whether it would be Kevin McCarthy, whether it be, you know, whether it be Scalise, uh, who, whoever it would be, Jim Jordan. It's about effectively communicating to the masses all the issues out there. You know, people talk about Jim Jordan, for example. No, I'd rather have Jim Jordan do the investigations. I don't see Jim Jordan. Right. He's the bulldog right. you need right. on committees. Right. And and, right. and and if you looked at Chip Roy, something like that, you'd want yeah. the in, in particular things. What you need as a Speaker of the House, to me, is somebody who would be like, 
be able to effectively communicate on a wide variety of issues, the overall umbrella of what we stand for. So yeah, right. you need to be, I think, a, a much better communicator than if you're a Jim, you know, a Jim Jordan. I'm not saying Jim Jordan doesn't communicate effectively because, you know, he wins re-election. But the fact is where he has found his niche is in investigation in investigations into wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. That's where his niche is. That's what he's good at. That's what you want him to do for your party at this point. But for the Republicans in the Senate and the House, sorry, Mitch McConnell, nobody listens to anymore. Yeah, right. You need you need communicators, right? And they lack them right now. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen to And he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, uh, Red Eye. So, yeah, so when I, again, when I looked at, at, uh, at DeSantis, first off, I, because there are people that view identity as the most important thing, and, and I mean political identity. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the identity politics of the Democrats, but. The the fact is, you know, if I've mentioned it, well, you like DeSantis now and not 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 about who I like. It's Mm. who is effectively communicating right uh, right now. And so this isn't about the presidential election. This is more related to what's going on in Congress right now and the leadership in Congress of the Republican Party, the Republican Party. And you don't have to talk like DeSantis. You don't have to be like DeSantis, but you have to be able to effectively communicate because the opportunity we've had the opportunity for a while and the republicans have blown it mm-hmm. sorry they've blown it yeah and we yeah. still have the opportunity today because the democrats are not going to change they're going to become more radical they believe their own delusions that because they believe that they're not losing as bad as they they should and they won in certain aspects that this means the public is behind them on the issues when there isn't any indication that the public at all agrees with the Democrats on the issues. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, on, on, on the issues, the, the economic issues, the border issues. Right. But they still get it done. They still yep. win elections. Yep. And that is absolutely ludicrous. And it comes down to one thing. The GOP... I don't know how you teach this old dog any new tricks, except for examples. And that's why it's important to point out Ron DeSantis. There are others in the party that are capable of doing this. Mm -hmm. They just have to do it. And for the frustrating part for us, and the reason we've harped on this so long is because when you see the easy win and you can't do it, right? just like any team, mm-hmm. when you see a team that has the talent but the coaches cannot effectively communicate, right? when you see a business that has the talent but management can't effectively communicate, Mm-hmm. You know, we had talked about that earlier about useless meetings <laughs> that, that we've had. It's like, why are you doing this? You're just you're 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 hurting. You're hurting production. You're hurting morale. 
than when we were yeah, talking about right. it, while, while we always hated so many of the meetings, you know, when, when in business industry, this business that we've been in for such a long time, but others also, how many meetings are useless? Mm. You know, don't waste, don't waste my time. Uh, communicate effectively because that's what it's all about. You communicate ideas. The, the, the founding fathers communicated effectively, uh, an idea in the Declaration of Independence, which then became the Constitution of the United States. Somebody's going to call me and say, the Declaration of Independence didn't become the Constitution of the United States. They're separate documents. You understand what I mean? Well, the idea, the idea then transformed to the Constitution of the United States. But the Declaration of Independence is communicating an idea. Mm-hmm. Politics every day should be effectively communicating, not to the converted, but to those who are looking and saying, hmm, should I give should I give that side a chance? What DeSantis proved is that independents and even Democrats are Democrats now. The Democrat voter leakage, as we called it, DeSantis proves in a state that many thought would go Democrat in the next couple of years, overwhelmingly voted Republican through his communication skills, I believe. Yeah. So you know that it can be done, do it. And because we don't view it, we don't view the communication, uh, maybe because we do this for a living, we don't view it as hard and others view it as hard. But it's so simple. It's four or five ideas and it's about common sense just use the the use the right words as he did this is insanity what the democrats are doing Mm -hmm. there's no common sense it's a lie it's false and and get away from the foolishness that that exists and the pettiness win the important battles that win you the political war you have a broken border that is being overrun inflation that is crippling families and crime skyrocketing out of control to the point retailers don't know what to do everything is laid out for you it is apparent and the fact that you don't see it the only communication people hear then is i guess they don't get it either I voted for him, or I would consider voting for him, except I don't know why. If they don't see what I'm going through, if they don't see my concerns, where's the conviction? The conviction for getting a victory for yourself isn't real conviction. That's self-serving. If you're there to be a public servant, it requires great conviction after the win. And I don't hear it. It's why we can't tell you who would make a great speaker in the House right now. I, I, I can't tell you. I like Jim Jordan. I like Steve Scalise. But it has to be a big, broad message that is on point every time and is filled and fueled by conviction. 
Here it is, Gallup poll, 79% of Americans predict 2023 will deliver economic difficulty. Well, of course it will. Inflation's yeah. getting worse each and every day. Right. It's not getting, the rate of growth of inflation may have slowed down. Yeah. But inflation still keeps going up. Prices of goods and services keep going up. And now I just saw you know, gasoline has gone up 40 cents. I, so I filled 40, up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was telling you I was driving, doing a lot of driving uh, to uh, uh, the town where my parents and in-laws live uh, over the break. And I did quite a few trips back and forth. I filled up two days in a row at the same place. And it jumped. And I couldn't believe it. It jumped in less than 24 hours. Basically, it was overnight. It jumped 21 cents a gallon. <laughs> yep. And I was like... Wow! Before I went on vacation, it was down to two forty nine. Now it's mm-hmm. two eighty nine. Yeah, I mean, still, lo- I mean, still not not four dollars, four dollars and fifty. No, but cents, that jump is dollars. noticeable. Yeah, yeah. It's, that that's something. Well, I, I noticed, especially it, so. when we're not dry. <laughs> it's not driving season anymore. Yeah, and and the the uh, prediction and it's been there for a while that as we get closer to spring, you're going to see gasoline prices going up. Yeah. You know, more and more and more. And again, <clears throat> inflation, right, <clears throat> is still going up. Mm-hmm. When when if the president says inflation's going down, no, the rate of growth is going down, but the growth is actually increasing. Prices overall are going up each and every day. I don't know what in the world is going on with eggs. I went <clears throat> to the grocery store yesterday morning, and I was screaming about a month ago, paying five dollars for the eggs that I buy. It was seven sixty something. Wow. I have no idea. I have no mm-hmm. idea, but I was paying attention to, you know, a lot of, it was, I didn't have a long list. It was still a 85 bucks. I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, this is happening everywhere. And what happens is, is that families have to make decisions, right? They're going to, they're going to have to cut corners everywhere that they, they can. Then they start doing what? Exactly what we saw in the last quarter, putting more on a credit card. Well, then the credit card comes due. Well, you're putting on putting that on a credit card because you didn't have the money then. Well, you don't have the money to make the payment now on the credit card. And that vicious cycle continues. And retailers, they're feeling not only the pinch of what people do in the first quarter of and, you know, that hasn't really started in the first quarter of any year. But especially in January, February, where we pull back after Christmas spending, and now they're screaming because the crime is so bad, having to put things behind glass that they that would never have been thought of, you know, in terms of uh, the security on it uh, just a few years ago. But that's where they are because they're bleeding cash. It's actually not bleeding; it's walking out the door. Because a few years ago, we thought defunding the police was a good idea. Because in blue cities, we thought it's got to be a great idea after defunding the police to elect DAs who won't prosecute theft at retail level. And we wonder why the grocery store, big box store, or the retailer, the pharmacy retailer, is considering closing in our neighborhood. That's going to happen. 
if something doesn't change, that is going to happen. You're going to see more and more neighborhoods where, well, it's closed, it's gone. Those are jobs inside that building. You know, you're talking about, and you're talking about the crime in the cities. You're talking about the homelessness in the cities that yeah. that's going on right now. Yeah. Kevin Dahlgren, uh, who uh, uh, I've been following for a while, who's a homeless activist hmm. uh, out of uh, out of Seattle and the uh, actually the Great Northwest, hmm. uh, is part of a group called We. Uh, I think it's We uh, WeHeartSeattle.org, hmm. ending homelessness by empowering, not enabling. And and I told you this yesterday. I can't play the audio cut because of the cursing words uh, in it. But mm. was talking to one uh, homeless woman in in Portland, Oregon, and she said, "This is a piece." Talked about why they're homeless, why they live in tents. This is a piece of cake. You get three meals a day, and you don't have to do the S word. I wake up, eat, get high, go to sleep, wake up, eat, get high, repeat. And then he writes, a homeless woman shared with me why it's so easy to be homeless. She was brutally honest because she hates the enablement, but says they are loving us to death. End of quote. Yeah. Saying that the homeless problem exists because it's what Democrats want. Mm -hmm. They want to enable bad behavior. Right. And the people that are homeless, that are the drug addicts, know it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're making it. Well, I'd. I'm a drug addict. You're not so, helping them. So living in a tent and being able to eat each and every day is fine with me right. because nobody arrests me. I can be a drug addict. You're providing me the drugs, the needles. Right. Oh, excuse me. Maybe not providing the drugs, but <laughs> by, by, not, else, by right. not enforcing the law, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the drugs are easily available. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, they're legal. Mm-hmm. They're legal. They're available. Yep. You give us. Everything we need to wear, everything we need to eat, we got a tent to sleep in, we're right. fine. We like this life. Mm-hmm. And you even though even even though she herself was bothered by the enabling, mm-hmm. but this is the philosophy of the Democrats. She doesn't it's, see a way out because this is going to be her life. Yeah. And you're certainly not changing anything by enabling. Nope. You're making it worse. And it, and that's part of the insanity of the Democrats today, mm-hmm. and everybody knows it. Right? Republicans communicate that effectively. Yeah. Why is it so hard? All you have to do is point. Eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Looking at this, we'll get into some of the details, but the manufacturing sector, Eric, in the United States contracted at its fastest pace since the lockdowns of 2020. Data from a survey of purchasing managers showed yesterday the S&P Global Purchasing Managers Index for the manufacturing sector fell to 46.2 in December from all the already deeply depressed 47.7 November reading. That is the lowest score of the index since May of 2020. Hmm. That would be the heart of COVID. Heart of, yeah, when everything was locked mm-hmm. down completely. Yep. That's what we're seeing right yep. now, which is 
when you talk about the possible recession this year. We had the recession last year, mm-hmm. then the temporary reprieve from the uh, the recession, and now you've got manufacturing contracting at its steepest pace since the uh, the COVID lockdown yeah. uh, uh, crash right. of uh, May of 2020. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. So the public is probably on the right track with almost 80% predicting 2023 will deliver economic difficulty. No, I think that's, you know, been the expectation now uh, for a while for a lot of economists, but I think the public gets it too because they see it. And tell me what would change. What is promising in the economy for this year? This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.